Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And we are absolutely convinced that the brilliant checks and balances that our founding fathers put in place, one of the greatest peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. We had our guest on Mr. Dr. Scott Bradley for two hours. To Preserve the Nation, his collegiate series on DVD. It's a book. It's a, a whole solution for education to understand how to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check that out. He's got weekly webinars on the Constitution, Q&As, and more. Freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked or we heard a cool song called Light of the World. It was an acapella piece by Eclipse Six. We also talked about the children's story by James Clavell. We talked about Donald Trump to possibly appoint Sidney Powell as special counsel on vote fraud. The president reportedly suggests naming legal powerhouse, writes Joe Kovacs. Will Sidney Powell pick up the helm for President Trump? I doubt it. You hear rumors of it, but I doubt it. I pray it would be so. I think Sydney Powell's great, doing the best job she can. But our system's so corrupt, I don't have a lot of hope. Michael Flynn, in my opinion, horrible suggestion, proposing using the military to oversee a new election and encourage Donald Trump to consider martial law. I don't think that's a good answer. I don't think the secession idea of many folks is a good answer. I don't think the Article 5 attempts by folks are a good answer. Mike Pillow, or I'm sorry, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell spoke of martial law in a deleted tweet, says Newsweek. So he tweeted out talking about martial law, martial law and then backed off of it. Trump denies speculation that he'll declare martial law to hold another election, writes Jack Davis. Trump tweets, quote, martial law equals fake news. Just more knowingly bad reporting. I think uh, he's right about that. But ladies and gentlemen, when we've embraced the Alfred Kinsey's sexual perversions, and that's become mainstream in America today, yeah, he basically created what's called the Kinsey 
scale. And on the Kinsey scale, zero is completely heterosexual. Six is completely um, homosexual. And most folks are somewhere kind of on this sliding continuum in the middle. That's what he taught. And that's basically become part of our education system. We've embraced this viewpoint. When we have such perversions in our society and dishonesty everywhere, I don't see how we can have honest government, folks. Defamation lawsuits, they say now, could sink. Right-wing media writes the New York Times, yeah, if you speak out too boldly and say there's election fraud or you attack the Dominion voting machine people or whatever else and try to get honesty, they'll just sue your socks off for defamation. So now all the, quote, supposed right-wing news organizations, Newsmax and others, they're all backing off and scrambling for cover already. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Humanist Manifesto of 1973, sad to say, live and well in the Republic. That was our one at Liberty Roundtable Live with the good doctor, Scott Bradley. Hour two, Congress reaches nearly $900 billion COVID-19 aid deal. Really, it's actually two-plus billion. There's just 900 or two plus trillion, there's just 900 billion being handed out to everybody, $600 for most women, men, and children in the Republic. What a sad tale to tell, all because of the COVID. Yeah, the COVID caused everything, didn't it? They're creating a satanic jubilee, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, Operation Jubilee is live and well. Chris Cuomo on CNN asks Mr. Fauci, if the masks could finally come off now that everybody's getting the vaccines. Oh, no, says Fauci. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. It's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it might be this summer. It might be this fall. You never know. And now they're saying a new strain's coming out. The Federal Equal Employment Opportunities Commission said that employees could be barred from the workplace. Employers can mandate vaccines. So, ladies and gentlemen, they're fixing to really push this envelope and well, you have to get a vax card even to work in the Republic. They're taking off the gloves, folks. Even though the FDA lists 13 deaths in the vaccine trials, don't worry. Companies said deaths are not related to the vaccines, okay? And you'll be forced to take the jab, according to the government, to have a job. More than 70% of Americans are saying, hey, we're wearing masks. No problem. They have literally remade America, folks. Biden introduces his climate team, says no time to waste. So you know what? You push climate change, you push vaccines and vote fraud, and you can remake America. Now you got to do is add a financial component to it, call it Operation Jubilee. And I'm telling you right now, it's disaster for everything we've held dear when it comes to liberty. Black Lives Matter, believe it or not, through all this, listen to this. Since May, they've received $10.6 billion. Did you hear me? So if you don't like the changes coming in America, Black Lives Matter will be unleashed to make sure that you shut up, sit down, and quit defending the cause of liberty. Or we'll sue you in the courts, or we'll sick Black Lives Matters on you. Doesn't matter. That's what's happening. And Americans are literally uh, you know, running around with masks on. Of course, they want to trade their security for liberty, and they're going to wind up with neither, right? And then what will happen is I bring this all up and people say, Sam, you're being overly negative. Don't do that. All right. Well, the good news is the NBA season is going to start. So you all got to feel better now. Right. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate that we need to be positive and hopeful. But my hope is in Christ, not in the arm of flesh. 
My hope was in the sacred cause of liberty and that the founding fathers were in very dire straits as well, and they came out of it. I have hope that we can too. But my hope is in the genius of the American people when they keep the commandments of God and inspired people can be brilliant, no doubt about it. And we've been through tough scrapes before, and I have a feeling that we can stand up tall for the sacred cause of liberty again. But look, we cannot look in all the wrong sources. You can't look for love in all the wrong sources and hope it goes well. All right, love is in a one-man, one-woman marriage, a God-ordained eternal family. That's where love and stability and safety reside. I'm telling you right now. Society is just a mirror of that reality. It is all about God, family, and country. And that's where I put my hope. Is that negative? Or is that pointing the true north out to folks, huh? All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Still available at lovingnobody.net. Spread the word, download the app, tell your neighbor, and more. By the way, if you have the heart to help, generous donations are always welcome. All right, without further ado, we've got our buddy back with us. His name is Ken Cromar, longtime friend, and he's been going through a battle of his own. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Oh, Sam, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Man, am I just so negative? You ready to hang up, buddy? <laughs> well, uh, the world around us is uh, spinning out of control, and to pretend it's something else is uh, just denial, right? <laughs> oh, that's not positive? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a person who believes in facts and reality. That's the only way I can get through what's going on is to deal with the facts. And so I'm always on the hunt for facts and truth. Uh, frankly, just a simple little analysis is I believe that uh, if one only seeks after truth and discards all falsehoods, eventually that leads them straight back to the face of God, to stand before God. So that's my goal, um, and I imagine it's yours, too. Amen. And I, and I don't mean to be negative, but I, I can't ignore the things going on around us. For people to hail this massive stimulus bill, for example— Look, if you look at the first stimulus bill that happened in whatever it was, May or whatever, and then you look at the one that happened now, believe it or not, the total is close to $7 trillion. That's one-third of our whole former national debt all in one year, buddy. Boom. Wow. I yeah, just I don't, think that we can, yeah. I don't think we can abuse the system for long uh, that way and eventually have no accountability. Sure. Sure. So a lot of people might hail this as great news. You get a bunch of cash before Christmas, and wow, thank heavens. And But I'm looking at the next generations and saying, you know, they're not going to be too happy with us. At some point, they're going to look back and go, shame on you people. Because there's better what? answers is the point. And, I, and so, you know, I don't mean to be negative, but I can't look, hail that as great news. Donald Trump said that he wouldn't sign a bill like this before. Look, they have a 5,600-page bill. Okay, and no one's read it. It got passed hours before it got released. There's no way that it could have been read. So now they pass another 5,600-page bill to the tune of $2.4 trillion, literally handouts to everybody. No one's read it, but it's full of all kinds of stuff. Climate change, legislation, and everything is in this omnibus spending bill right before Christmas. Mm, no kidding. <laughs> and I'm supposed to run around and just go, hey, it's all good. Be of good cheer. Be happy. I think we should be of good cheer. But we need to be of good cheer about the right things, not the wrong things. All right, when we come back, let's talk about your case and what's happening with you. We'll do it all in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? 
in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at show signs of stopping and i bought some corn for popping there you have it ladies and gentlemen i can take comfort and take hope in those things around the fire in those things where god almighty sends us snow absolutely needed water in the rocky mountains etc i can take hope in those things for sure and i often do ladies and gentlemen ken cromar with me and he has an interesting story to tell let me give a quick summary then we'll turn it over to Ken for an update. The quick summary is uh, Ken Cromar lost his house. Why? Because the government stole it. That's why. Uh, why did the government steal it? Because uh, they're battling over, what, taxes? They claim he owes a bunch of taxes. He's done his very best to articulate that he does not owe those taxes. He's literally gone to court and used the very venue they say we the people have for a redress of grievance. Uh, while he's in the middle of that procedure begging for due process, uh, documenting his way, seeking to uh, gain evidence from the other side, struggling to get any information. Uh, they literally circumvent the system, send a bunch of armed thugs to his house, kick him out, steal his house, 
He came back into his house. They kicked him out again. But in the meantime, we still don't even have the court cases finished. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I have very little hope in our uh, systems, in our courts, etc. Because of the abuse. They're not waiting for the rule of law. They're not waiting for due process. They're not working on a speedy trial. What they're doing is they're using the power of government at the point of a government gun, virtually, figuratively, and physically, to literally force Ken out of his home. Merry Christmas, homeless man. Now, is that something (laughs) I can run around and just be positive about? See, I don't think so. I think the positive is in that we, the people, can stop it. Ken, let's start with a summary. Have I missed something or misstated it? Uh, no, that's a great summary, except for one little thing. Uh, you said that we've been in the courts. We actually have been blocked from being in the courts. Our case began January of 2018, uh, United States versus Cromar, Barbie and Ken Cromar. And uh, what happened is, is we've still never, ever seen the chief judge of the U.S. District Court out of Salt Lake. Don't know what he looks like, never heard his voice. And yet all of this action has taken place against us without due process, without explanation of what law we actually broke, and, uh, and then argue that. They just simply said, sorry, you lose, we're taking your house. And it's like, really? I thought this was the United States of America. Equal justice for all. But apparently not, and so. But here's here's the twist on this. We believe Barbara and I and our daughter Liberty that ours is our, we have a very strange assignment, and it's to help expose what what is the IRS deep state. And this is not a fun, happy time to be doing such a thing, but that's our job. And uh, we are here to just simply stand on the principles of freedom, the Constitution, our unalienable rights, the due process and hearing that we're required to have, and a trial by jury. None of those things have happened yet, but that's what we're here to stand for. And frankly, Sam, we believe in miracles. In fact, we've even set up a website called Miracles in God We Trust, and I hope we get a chance to talk about that for a second. But yeah, that we do believe in miracles, and there's no way we can succeed uh, on our own. We don't even have attorneys. We're we're doing this pro se, uh, sui juris, actually, and and help now uh, clarify defending for people ourselves. so they understand why are you doing this pro se? A lot of people would say, "Hey, get a good attorney, Ken. I'll go <laughs> ahead and take care of you." Right? Right, right. I, and I have to make a quick uh, comment too before I forget. We've been given a gag order on the latest case where we were swatted by 75-man SWAT team that surrounded our peaceful neighborhood. And, uh, I mean, even Roger Stone, he only got 29. (laughs) We thought that was way too many, but 75? We've obviously uh, tweaked somebody's um, uh, cheese, so to speak, and uh, and so that's where we're at. But uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. I, I bounced off there. I have to tell you that we can't say too much about the latest case. We can talk about all the other cases, but but that's uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. Now hold on. So this is another way again. What do you mean you can't talk about your case? Don't you have freedom of speech, sir? Uh, well, that's see, that's very strange because the judge in our case, where we were removed from our home, a 75-man SWAT team uh, arrested without a warrant. Uh, we've been charged with a, a felony. Well, actually, two. But the felony, the main one, is uh, burglary of a dwelling. Sam, 
how can you burglarize your own home? It's not possible. Well, if you watch Home Alone, buddy, then, you know, come on. (laughs) But these uh, people are crazy. So how come no lawyer? There's no lawyer Stop them, right? Well, see, here's the problem. Most people do not understand that attorneys are actually officers of the court. Their allegiance is to the court first and foremost. They'll put up a good show. They'll pretend like they're defending you. They'll say certain things, and it'll make you think, wow, they're actually working for me. Not so. People don't know that. Bar attorneys are actually, um, well, frankly, British accredited registry. They actually work for the crown. And the courts, uh, I know that sounds crazy to some people, but uh, let me put it this way. If you go to jail, uh, the people that sign the paper that put you in jail is the judge, the prosecutor, and your own attorney. How's that representing you? And they take your money uh, and run. So um, we can see that the courts are corrupt. That's quite clear. And we must be doing something right because we've been at this for two years and 11 months. And they cannot crush us under the law. They, they haven't been able to do it. We've, we've managed to get good advice and and defend ourselves and we're in the battle royale for sure and ladies and gentlemen whatever happened to a speedy trial you say this kicked off in what 2018 aren't we almost in 21 yep january 2018 approximately there's yeah yep it's uh can you imagine sam uh having united states versus sam bushman gosh is that intimidating or what and uh, frankly, we made it a matter of prayer. Lord, what do you want us to do? And basically, uh, forgive me, I'm just being very frank about this. The answer is, look, we'll, we'll do whatever you want us to do, Lord, and we'll just take it one day at a time. If you'll guide us, we'll do whatever you want. And sure enough, at every moment, at every turn, we've seen his hand guiding us to and people to us with information and frankly we're we're you know destitute we're, we're we've been homeless and we've been living on the kindness of other people and uh, but every step of the way we've been fed like uh, as the, as as with ravens and and sustained through this whole thing and in fact a friend yesterday said Ken I'm going crazy with this election and all the world falling down around me and you're encouraging me you with everything you've got going I go you know I trust in the Lord. We trust in the Lord. This is not a fun journey, but he has a purpose, and he is coming. He is coming. But we believe the darkness and the deceit and the deep state and all the wickedness gets to be exposed first. And if he wants us to do this, we'll do it. We believe in miracles. Miracles in GodWeTrust.com. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, they say was the darkest night of the year. Yes. And what a Christmas of contrasts. IRS illegally steals and auctions off Ken and Barb's home. And now Ken Cromar is saying, hey, miracles in GodWeTrust.com. Now, I don't know that it gets more positive than that. Uh, When we say be of good cheer and we're seeking for miracles in a scenario where you're homeless on the darkest night of the year and Christmas is coming up and you virtually have nothing because every penny has to go into trying to what, print off documentation so you can at least oh, make your yeah. case? Yeah, I mean, mailings and court filings and all this stuff. I mean, it's expensive. It really is. We've, yeah, it's it's, it's quite a deep hole that we're in. And they yeah. know it and they revel in it, don't they? Oh, they do, they do. Their their whole goal is they, they plan on people crumbling. 
they know divorces happen. They know that people commit suicide. Uh, there's those that revel in Agent Love from the Bundy's case. I mean, it's like these people, they want people to kill themselves or, or be killed. I mean, that's this, that's how brutal and wicked this thing is. Speaking of which, you know, uh, you know, we see all this evil that's going on around us, Sam. And you know what? The reason it's happening is because we, because it's been financed. The sad, sick, twisted part about that is, is is that we, the people, have actually financed it with our money that we pay to the IRS. Oh the, boy! The sad part about this. Merry is, Christmas, huh? Yeah. All right, exactly. hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Quick pause. Back in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. Ken Cromar, Ken and Barb's case on tap. Pursuing liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky addressed the Senate Monday afternoon as his colleagues prepared to vote for the $900 billion coronavirus relief package and said that they are no better than the Socialist Democrats. This bill is free money for everyone. Proponents don't care if you're fully employed or own your own house or own your own business. Free money for everyone, they cry. And yet, if free money were the answer... If money really grew on trees, why not give more free money? Why not give it out all the time? The House voted 359 to 53 in favor of the relief bill, as did the Senate, 91 to 6. The relief package will send a $600 direct stimulus payment to most Americans, along with a new round of subsidies for hard-hit businesses, restaurants, and theaters. In Monday Night Football, the Bengals beat the Steelers 27 to 17. This is USA Radio News. Newsmax TV. Everyone is watching it now. President Trump says he loves it. And more than 30 million Americans tune into Newsmax TV. With great shows and analysts like Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and a lot more. Every night you can watch Newsmax's number one show, Greg Kelly Reports. Greg Kelly and Newsmax are unafraid to tell the truth about the election. How big tech is censoring you and Joe Biden's dangerous plans. You need to watch Newsmax TV. Get Newsmax on all major cable systems or check your guide. If you don't get Newsmax, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax. And remember, Newsmax is free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, Chromecast, and most smart TVs like Samsung and LG. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax TV app. All other cable news channels ask you to pay, but Newsmax's app is free. So start watching anytime, anywhere in the world. Let's get a COVID-19 vaccine update. A federal panel is recommending that people 75 years and older, as well as teachers, firefighters, and grocery store workers, should be next in line for coronavirus vaccines. That's not sitting well with some, though, who say the vaccine should be distributed to minorities and people of color first. As far as why he believes race is always brought into things, Republican Congressman-elect Burgess Owen says... Well, it's, it's real simple. That's the way the left rolls. Uh, it's always by division. Why don't we just go ahead and we have the, the, those who are most at risk, are the, our elderly, those who truly need to have some type of vaccine, some kind of protection. Let's take care of them first. And then, you know, I heard by the end of January, that could be all done with. That could be taken care of. We can get back to normal. And, uh, and at the end of the day, what should younger people be thinking about? Making sure those who are older, those who are more at risk, are taken care of. That's the American way. Owen speaking there on Fox and Friends. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. 
All I want for Christmas is a transparent open day in court, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think of that, <laughs> Mr. Cromar? <laughs> wow. I mean, the simple things become the best things, right? I sure look forward to that day. But it's clear that um, the IRS and the courts do not want Barbie and Ken in the court. We understand the law. We know the law. And um, can't have that in a court of law these days, right? Now, this is something that I really don't understand. Why can't they just wait until due process is complete, uh, have a transparent you know, case before the courts, uh, let everything come out, let the subpoenas, let the you know, request for evidence on both sides, have full disclosure, you know, all the different legal terms that I'm not privy to. I'm not an attorney, but why not just have it? And then, hey, if a jury of Ken's peers determines that Ken's done something wrong and he's guilty, uh, then by all means, do whatever needs to be done. But in the meantime, why not just have a, a credible trial based on the rule of law, based on uh, common sense, based on transparent information, based on a speedy trial, based on all the principles that America is known for, and let the right. chips fall where they may. Uh, but right. you need due process. You need a, a jury of your peers. I mean, all those things I thought were guaranteed to us, Ken. Well, they are, and see, here's here's the problem. We have a real David and Goliath story here. Um, the la- you'd think that if these people were right, if the IRS, our beloved IRS, was so honest and truthful and really had a case against us, that they'd be excited to jump in the court with their Washington, D.C. attorneys that are actually working against us from the DOJ and just rip us up and spit us out and, and destroy us. But they can't and they won't because they know we know the law. And that's that's the thing. You know, Sam, people have said, why are they doing this to you? You guys are just a small, humble family in Cedar Hills, Utah. And, and you know, you guys aren't rich people for sure. But, nope, they figured out that we owe them $1,174,000 in change. It's like, what? <laughs> um, and fabricated those numbers. And, uh, and so we're going to take your house as the collateral. And people have said, why are they doing this to you? Who are you guys? And we say, we're nobody. We're we're David versus Goliath here. But you, Sam, know, because we've talked about these things before, is I used to be a city councilman out here. We've got many enemies. We stand up for the truth, and no good deed goes unpunished. And we think it no accident that, you know, I'm a filmmaker, that we, after six years of working on a film called Miracles in God We Trust, hence miraclesingodwetrust.com, right, um, that after six years of working on this film, finally got it done on June 24th of 2019 and uh, delivered it for duplication and streaming and mastering, DVD mastering purposes uh, at about 10 o'clock at night. The very next morning, boom, um, we're getting ready to do our first radio show. And I opened my mouth to answer the question, why did you make the film Miracles in God We Trust? And a SWAT team walks past my window and I go, I'm on live radio doing my first interview, I open my mouth, and it's like, uh, I have to go, uh, sir. It, um, family emergency, click. That's on live radio, and boom, 13 U.S. Marshals hit our home, but throw us out on the street. We were homeless for 10 months before we realized that they knew that it was our house, and we walked back in. And then a few months later, got hit with 75 quasi-military uh, SWAT teams, snipers, MRAP, 
um, helicopters, uh, battering ram. It was crazy. The entire now, neighborhood hold on was shut a second. down. Now, hold yeah. on a second. If you owe well over a million dollars, that means you guys yeah. must be making the cash. Because most we, people get, if you have kids and everything <laughs> else, most people get like a money back or they owe a couple of thousand bucks. Or How would you get to a million dollars in the first place is question one, right? Well, it's all about fabrication. Um, you know, nobody, I mean, who uh, who trusts the IRS? They make things up. That's how that works. But, but actually, Sam, and this is really the hard part for a lot of people to understand, is, is that we um, have been obeying the IRS tax code for well over 25 years now. But what that means is, is that we are not required to file. What, you say? You're not required to file. There's actually a very small handful of people that are required to file according to the IRS code. And this they don't want anybody to know. Federal employees, that include all your legislators, I mean, everybody back in D.C., right? They're required to file federal income taxes, as are those that reside in Washington, D.C., 10 Mile Square, Virgin Islands, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the territories. None of the 50 states, the people that live in the 50 states, are required to file a federal income tax form. But they don't want that secret out. They sure as heck don't want Barbie and Ken in the court to stand up for their own rights and show that the law does not include them, us. And so here we we don't really understand why we got selected. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at a Snoopy cartoon that's in front of me. He's sitting on top of his uh, doghouse, and he's typing, and it says, Dear IRS... I would like to cancel my subscription. Please remove my name from your mailing list. (laughs) Wouldn't we all like that? The IRS is the oxygen, the funding mechanism that has been this way for uh, grown into this behemoth that has now grown our government and the deep state, and it's all about money. You take away the money and and the oxygen and and the deep state dies. And well, that's people the need to understand the IRS to originally, um, you know, was kind of put in place saying, "Hey, it's a temporary tax to fund World War II, right?" Well, my understanding was it was only even on. Uh, well, excuse me, at the earliest days, it was only on the most wealthy, and then they, you know, they always extend their tentacles. You're right, World War II it expanded, and then it never went away, and then it just grew, and then it kept growing, and and then everybody started believing it included them, and nobody was going to say otherwise. Not at the IRS, they just but, but beat up people and make an example. Isn't there yeah. somebody in the country that would say, "Hey, wait a minute, um, you don't want to make a family homeless. Let's let's go through the courts. Let's have due right. process. Let's have right. let's have you know all all things be adjudicated, if you will. And then mm-hmm. you know what? We can talk after that. Let's let's go ahead with the process. Can't somebody somewhere make that happen? You would think. I mean, we went back to Washington D.C. Uh, I went back to Washington D.C. Uh, uh, June of uh, last year, and myself and a couple of others, we we went to the National Press Club. We sent out invitations to over 300 news outlets, and you know how many people showed up for our press conference to talk about the uh, the IRS? Zero. Not one news media person. We had a few people in the room, but not one news person was there. And we and my offer for a $12 million reward for a whistleblower from within, you know, uh, based on a 10% of the $120 million uh, lawsuit that we filed against them, um, it, nobody heard it. You're, you're, you might be the only person that now has heard it <laughs> because nobody was there. 
people don't want to know. And it's kind of sad, isn't it, to go all the way to D.C., have a press conference, and have no one show up to hear uh, a story about Barbie and Ken. And, and literally within days after that, we were hit with 13 U.S. Marshals that yanked us out of our house. So I, I, mentioned, wonder, I wonder how that happened. I mentioned <laughs> being positive and cheerful and being of good cheer, and I think that's certainly what we should be doing. But is it of good cheer to ignore a story like Ken's? Uh, and just say, hey, you know what? The NBA season's starting right now. Awesome. The games are starting to kick in, and I got myself a, an online streaming membership, and I can watch all the games. And is is to ignore that <clears throat> plight that, that our neighbor is in? Is that the way we do good cheer? Or is you know, it more of good cheer to say, hey, we care about Ken's plight. We care about our neighbors. And you know what? It's not just Ken's case at stake here. If Ken Cromar can be just shut down and not be given a proper venue in the courts for a redress of grievance, if President Donald Trump can't get a venue in the courts for a redress of grievance, they say the president's you know team has no standing or the states representing have no standing. What do they say? Ken Cromar has no standing? Well, he has no home, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about standing. I'm just telling you. And, and wouldn't we be of good cheer if we were to make this case matter and say, you know what, people, we want people to have a home for Christmas. We want due process to happen here. We expect the system to work as it should, and we won't rest until it does. Isn't that the good chair message? Yeah, Sam, you know, I got to tell you, um, you know, people are worried about us. They go, are you guys okay? And we go, this is not fun. And they say, well, how can we help? And we go, you got to understand one thing first. This is not about us. This is not about Barbie and Ken and their daughter, Liberty, our seventh child, last one in the nest. This is all about we the people. And so there's a website, miraclesingodwetrust.com. That's miraclesingodwetrust.com. Stay right there, Ken. I want to go into the details of that film and that website. We'll do it in seconds. Everybody stay there. Thank you. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. 
We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. can't say that christmas and dixie what the heck's going on hey a bunch of bigot racists on your radio ladies and gentlemen so let me just catch you up in utah there's a well a government education system it's a college called dixie state and now they're saying you can't call it dixie state that would be racist and you can't do that so they're working on changing the name and i was thinking about putting forth cotton picking university but didn't dare and so that you look at that though and you go hey wait a minute how does this tie to ken's case ken cromar with us ladies and gentlemen uh, and ken cromar is a filmmaker and the irs eagerly or illegally steals and auctions off ken and barb's home now they're homeless thanks to your government all they want is an open fair trial of their peers a jury of peers in court they can't get it done the government won't allow it they kicked them out. They made them homeless. They took all their possessions, and now they're wondering, you know, hey, how do you fight in court when you don't have any resources? America, ladies and gentlemen, needs an update directly from Ken on his case. That's what we're getting now. But if you can't say the word Dixie, let me ask you if you can say this word. Are you ready? Can you say miracles? Can you say in God we trust in America, Ken? Oh, I do all the time. I do all the time, every day. We just we believe in miracles. We really do. This is there is no way to succeed with what's going around us. Not just us, you, radio listening audience, Sam, your family. We are heading into the the time that the prophets foretold for thousands of years, looking forward to the second coming of the Lord. This is the big show, and the question is: is how do you get through it? And the answer, in my mind, is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, as acknowledge his hand in all things, and he shall direct your path. If you decide that today, it'll be a lot easier than trying to figure it out tomorrow when things got, got worse and get worse the next day and the next day. We made that decision a long time ago. We made a movie about it, interviewed people like uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, David Barton out of Texas, uh, Chris Ann Hall out of Florida. Um, uh, uh, Senator Mike Lee, uh, Kate Daly, um, and uh, and others, uh, Timothy Ballard, t- 
talking about the subject of miracles that from the past, those that were necessary to create this nation, and the ones that will be necessary to take us into the future. No surprise that the day before we get our home raided, that that they missed it by a day. The good Lord held them off. Boom, we get our film out, and it's it's available on Amazon.com. It's available for free streaming on Amazon Prime, and it's also uh, available at Miracles in God We Trust. And it's not just our documentary film about all uh, about the subject of miracles. We, uh, in making that film, we had a clip we wanted for, from a film called A More Perfect Union, which was about the Constitutional Convention. It was made for the Bicentennial, uh, 1989. When we went to get the clip, we found out that uh, BYU had lost the negative. Did you hear me? They lost the negative. <laughs> and we had to rebuild the film. It took four months from old prints and clean them up. And we managed miraculously to get that done. And so both films got out of our house by June 24th of 2019 before the raid on the 25th. <clears throat> and now those films are available to the world. Uh, Amazon.com and uh, free if you've got Amazon Prime to watch Miracles in God We Trust or A More Perfect Union or you can come to Miracles in God We Trust to uh, get your free copies. People have been wanting to donate and help us in our fight uh, on the cause of liberty and we do need help but we also want to send you a free gift of copies of those films uh, depending on what you can donate. So take a look if you would. Um, There's a donate Barbie and Ken versus IRS Deep State tab and a picture of us there in front of our house. And uh, and uh, we do believe in miracles, Sam. God is in charge, and we're just simply here playing out which side we're going to be on, his or the mortal enemy, Satan. And it's really a simple choice in my mind, but it's not an easy journey, but it is the glorious and best journey of the entire history of the earth. We're here right now for that purpose, Sam. Right well, now. I no doubt believe God performs miracles. In God do I trust. There's no doubt about it. However, yeah, I do believe oftentimes uh, God can do miracles, but the greater the faith of the people, the greater the miracles that will be performed. Okay? Yeah. And so we need yeah. to have faith and hope here. Yeah, uh, in something, and I don't necessarily have faith and hope in courts in the arm of I the agree. flesh. Yes, uh, or uh, you know the deep state, and that somehow God's just going to save us from the deep state with a, the you know the, the the snap of the fingers kind of an idea. I don't believe in that. I think that's false hope. Okay, we can't ignore God's laws, and then right. expect to have God in you know in God we trust and have miracles. What we need to do for miracles to happen is to do what God asks us to do to repent before him, to pray for miracles, to set an example, to do what's right, to be of good cheer. And when we do our part, uh, then I think that we qualify for God. It's not that it's our own merits. It's it's God. Right. But it's Amen. that he's asked us to do certain things. And I think that if we are willing to do those things, then he says, in return for your obedience, one of the first laws of heaven, for your yeah. obedience, I will bless you and reward you. And so all I'm saying is that it's that it's, no doubt not on my merits. Okay, right. I'm not suggesting that it is, but I am suggesting that I need to do what he asks me to do. And yeah, when I do and I have faith and these miracles can happen, and the reason that I'm bringing this up right now is because if we're going to be of good cheer 
and we're going to have hope and faith. And I want to have hope and faith in the God of miracles. And I believe that in spite of the deep state, in spite of wicked men who hold tremendous power and authority and abuse capabilities over all of us, thus bringing 7,500 armed thugs or 75 armed thugs to your house, making Ken and Barb homeless. I do believe that even though they've illegally stolen your home, that God can prevail. And we can donate and do our part, though. God oftentimes uses us as his eyes and his ears and his, uh, you know, we're on the Lord's errand, so to speak. And so I believe that we, the people, need to donate to Barb and Ken. I believe we need to do our part and miracles can happen to a great measure through us. No doubt it's God that does the miracle, but using our hand, miracles in GodWeTrust.com. Ken? Yeah, Sam, and, and, and just a couple of things real quick. You know, uh, donations are absolutely welcome because we we uh, some resources, and it is eating us up. There's no question about it. We're deep in the hole, uh, and so we're doing our part, and so any help is appreciated. But even more than the money is the prayers and the watching of the videos that we've sacrificed so much to make. Speaking of which, in, in Miracles in God We Trust, which you can get at miraclesandgodwetrust.com uh, or on Amazon uh, uh, Prime. Watch it for free or amazon.com or copies. But in that film, we interview Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He points out something that goes right to what you were just saying. He says, you know, um, in our faith, uh, the Jewish faith, uh, when Moses was backed up against the Red Sea, um, what was required of the children of Israel, they were terrorized, right? They had the, the biggest Egyptian army, the most powerful force in the entire world at that time, coming down on them, ready to annihilate them. And their backs were up against the wall. He said, before that water parted, what was required of the children of Israel in their tradition, you won't find this in the Bible, but it's in their tradition, that they literally had to walk out into the water up to their chest before the water parted. They had to exemplify an act of determined faith, as he calls it. And sure enough, that in their tradition is why the waters parted, because they made their act of determined faith. There's stories like that and comments about that throughout the entire documentary. The documentary is about encouraging people to trust in the God of miracles. No wonder we're being besieged by the powers of darkness, the deep state, the IRS. You can't, um, no good deed goes unpunished, they say, right? (laughs) And, And so we're just simply trying to do good things. We are far from perfect. We are not, uh, we're not worthy of anything, but we are grateful for a good Lord that makes up the difference in the weaknesses of our life. This is the Christmas season. This is the time to remember that sacrifice that was made by the Messiah. The The victory over sin and death is over. He's already won that. The only thing we're playing out now is to decide which side we're on, his or the adversaries, um, before the second coming. For those that decide to be with the Lord, glorious things are in store. Those that, uh, that, that, that can't make up their minds and or go to the dark side, well, they've simply uninvited themselves to the biggest party in the history of the world. The second coming is upon us. Short order. I can't say I know when, but it's not far away now. And uh, so what side do you want to be on? I choose to be on, and Barbara and my daughter Liberty, uh, we choose to be on the side of uh, the Lord of Mir- and God of miracles. To be of good cheer, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes it helps 
to bring good cheer. Miraclesandgodwetrust.com is the website. Donate to Ken and Barb's IRS Deep State Battle. But don't do it for free. Don't just give them money. Ken doesn't want a handout. What we want you to do, though, ladies and gentlemen, is understand this. Is God dead? Do miracles no. happen anymore? America's no. college students have questions. This is kind of the, the point of the movie. Yeah. Fact, ladies and gentlemen, our nation's birth and freedom did not happen by accident. The founders and patriots prayed for miracles. Yes. In their fight for freedom, and they got them. So why is this no longer taught in schools? Stan Ellsworth, well-known biker, takes you on a mission to find out, to learn, to find out what America thinks and why, and then for good, honest American patriots and religious leaders to make the case that, you know what? Miracles do happen. Miraclesandgodwetrust.com. The point is you can get the film there for not only you but for your loved ones, and you can spread the word, and you can... I don't know if I dare say kill two birds with one stone, but you can help Cannabarb with their funding, but you can also um, share the message that miracles I submit to you do happen. And it is in God we trust. Ken, final words yours. Yeah, there's nothing more you can say, but uh, we trust in the God of miracles and the stories that might inspire your young people that you know are available uh, in the DVD and a more perfect union also about the Constitution Convention can be had at miraclesingodwetrust.com and we would love your assistance but more than anything we'd love your prayers because together we can stand and preserve uh, the freedom that's left in this nation and I know that's what you're all about Sam thank you for having uh, our story on your show today really you're appreciate very it very welcome ladies and gentlemen miraclesingodwetrust.com Pray hard, work hard, Merry Christmas. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. I kind of dig this song. They say, let's go ahead and do some caroling. And I had the opportunity to do some caroling over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's an awesome time for a season. And, uh, you know, people say, hey, you got to be more positive, Sam. You got to be more cheerful. And I'm spending my time with God, family, and country. I'm spending my time in good cheer, that's for sure. And uh, so we went caroling, and we went to people's homes, and we sang a, a little song that I know. It's a round. 
right? You, know, you ever heard a song sung around? So you have, you know, one, two, three, four groups of people singing the same lyrics, but they start at different times. Yeah, that's what I was doing for the last couple of days. We probably went to 20 different locations to sing. And uh, we sang to a bunch of different groups. And here's the song we sang. Let me just give you the lyrics, okay? God grant all in this house a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And so the way the round goes is you start out, you say God grant all, and then you continue in this house. But others say God grant all. And so it says God grant all, God grant all. And it goes in this round, right? God grant all in this house a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And it was our way of bringing cheer to folks. And you know what was interesting to me? Here's what was interesting to me about this. When we got done singing, then we just basically stood on people's porch. Of course, we stood back for social distancing, don't you know? And, um, you know, people said to us straight out, they're like, you know what? Man, it's kind of amazing. We haven't had anybody Christmas carol to us in years. And we thought, what? Yeah. People are not used to Christmas carols anymore. They, people think that's like a old school. Is it old school, the Christmas carol, ladies and gentlemen? And then people run around and tell me to be of good cheer, and they're like, hey, we haven't had a Christmas carol here in years. It's like, what? I believe Christmas caroling is one of the most be of good cheer things you can do during this season. And the more you can sing of Christ and his sacrifice and his love and his birth, and the awe and wonder of the stars and Mary. And the more you can do those things, the, to me, that's the be of good cheer part. Right? So it's been one of our traditions through the years. My wife and I have been married for almost 29 years now. A couple of months, it'll be 29 years. Eight children, five plus grandchildren later. And I, you know what? Caroling is one of our great family traditions. And I think people are telling me it's a lost art now. I kind of go, what? Then I look at Ken Cromar, who we interviewed last hour, who's homeless. Literally, he's a filmmaker, and he creates a movie, In God We Trust. Talking about miracles. Miraclesingodwetrust.com is the website. That and me running around Christmas caroling, I think that's very, very cheerful indeed. I think it's a wonderful family tradition, and I'm so disappointed and frankly concerned to hear that people don't hear Christmas carols anymore. People don't go caroling anymore. People don't bundle up and drink hot chocolate and knock on people's doors and step back and sing a, a merry jaunty tune, a, 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 a delivery, a song of love and confidence in Christ and hope in the future. And what on earth is going on? Folks, we have got to bring back the things that make America great, don't we? We really need to do that. But one of the interesting things that happened to me as I was caroling, not only did people say, wow, we haven't, we haven't seen people carol in years. Somebody else brought up something really uh, kind of neat to me in, in a way, kind of very uh, impressive to me in a way. You remember the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, right? Uh, 
right? What are the lyrics to that song? Well, it depends on which one you want to sing, right? Well, there's two versions of that song. The one we're all used to that you hear every day, a bunch of different people have redone the song, right? It's the kind of thing that everybody sings the one they know, but the one they know is quite different than the one that started out. See, Judy Garland sung this. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Julie Garland lyrics. They're different than you might be used to. Says this. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year, all of our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Next year, all of our troubles will be miles away. Once again, as in olden days, happy happy golden days of your faithful friends who are near to us will be dear to us once more. Someday soon, we will all be together, if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Wow. Is that how you remember the tune going? I don't think so, right? (laughs) That's not the tune that we all know, right? What are the lyrics that we hear today? They don't speak of a Christmas that that we can't deal with, right? Right? It's different, isn't it? And so just so you know, that Judy Garland version, as far as I understand, <clears throat> was delivered during World War II. When people couldn't be together. Right? Now, Carrie Underwood, Christina Aguilera, everybody sings this song. But they don't sing the Judy Garland lyrics, do they? The one we're used to says, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the old tag gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days. Happy golden days of your faithful friends who are dear to us. Gather near to us once more. In other words, one is a look forward to next year saying, hey, in World War II, we may not have an awesome Christmas at wartime, but it'll get better. It's a forward, faith-filled look and have yourself a merry little Christmas. The modern ones don't say that. Through the years, we'll all be together, if the fates allow. Hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Through the years, we'll all be together, if the fates allow. Hang, hang a shining star upon the highest bough and have yourself a merry little Christmas now. A merry little Christmas. Okay, those are completely different direct uh, uh, lyrics. Well, anyway, when I went Christmas caroling, somebody brought this up to me. I don't want to mention their name because I don't know if they want to be mentioned. 
but I don't take credit for it. I didn't realize this, but a, but a friend of mine, a dear loved one, said, "Hey, you know what? Note the difference in the lyrics." Right, and um, it impressed me so much because it kind of applies to our lives today, doesn't it? With the COVID and the circumstances that we face and everything else. And a lot of our family uh, who usually get together are not getting together this year. Why not? Just say, Sam, because of the COVID. Some people don't feel comfortable. We've been instructed by government not to. Uh, we've been told to wear masks. We've been told to, you know, social distance and separate and keep your, uh, you know, your, um, what do you want to say, holidays with less people involved. I'm trying to think of the words that, that, that we would say. We've tried to do that, folks, to the best of our ability. We're not perfect, but we've really tried to make that important. You say, Sam, what for? Well, number one, because you can get in serious trouble if you don't. But number two, we want to respect people's beliefs. I don't really worry as much about masks as others, and I'm not as interested in distancing as others. I believe that we're all going to end up with the COVID anyway. And there's no way to prevent it. Remember, these are the guys that told us, Two weeks out of flatten the curve and we should be good. We're here 12 months almost later, 10 months later, and they're going, yeah, new strain's coming out. Yeah, you got a mask and social distance. And even after the vaccine comes out, even after everybody takes the jab, you're still going to have to. Okay, they're singing a completely different tune. And I just don't have trust in them. Nevertheless, a lot of our family members do feel like it's a serious issue. And I have respect for them and saying, hey, they have their views and I have mine and out of respect for them and their views, we're not meeting. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Julie, Judy Garden lyric style, right? little different. But we bring it up because will that give you hope for the future? I hope so. But let's talk about who's not doing their best. To give the advice, I'm sorry, to take the advice they gave. How many times do I have to tell you? I swear, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Don't you understand English? Your children are probably too polite to tell you. Hello, those things on the side of your head aren't turnips. But they get just as frustrated when you won't listen to them as you do when they won't listen to you. Do I need to speak slower? In fact, few things show children how much they're valued and respected more than a parent's willingness to listen. Tell me what she did at work today. Studies show when parents listen, children develop better listening skills themselves. They also tend to have more self-confidence and are more likely to avoid alcohol and drugs. Now sit down here and tell me all about it. When you really listen, love is what they'll hear. Thank you for sharing that with me from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes, it's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about 
you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Yeah, well, Anthony Fauci runs around and tells you that Santa Claus cannot get the cocoa. And they want us to trust him? What gives with that, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, I digress except to tell you we've been spending time Christmas caroling. It's been delightful. And sadly, people have told us, man, Christmas caroling, that's kind of a lost art. Good for you to come and Christmas carol to us. And people are really happy about that, being of good cheer, running around, having a great time. But we also talked about Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Judy Garland lyrics, ladies and gentlemen, they're different. They're different than the lyrics we sing today. Interesting to discover why, huh? I'd like to thank uh, the one that gave me the tip for that interesting tidbit. I don't want to mention them. They probably don't want to be mentioned on the radio. But I heard that from a dear loved one who gave me some really insight into this. Why did the Julie Garden lyrics of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Why is it so different than the lyrics we sing today? That's interesting. And it certainly relates to our time now, doesn't it? But while you and I are socially distancing, while you and I are not traveling as much as we might normally would on Christmas, while you and I are having smaller gatherings to do our best in the spirit of, uh, you know, understanding the coronavirus and social distancing and masks and having less people prepare the food and all the different guidelines and, you know, input that they've given us how to, what? Reduce the spread, whatever you want to call it. The leaders that are telling us all this, the bureaucrats and professional do-gooders at the top, well, they're not following that same advice. Dr. Deborah Brooks, okay? She usually is one of the ones that has a little bit more common sense than the rest of them, and she admits things like, hey, there's a lot more um, you know, COVID cases than we realize, and there's a lot less deaths, the numbers aren't accurate, and she's, she's you know, uh, been part of the deep state to a great degree, but she's told some truths that others haven't been willing to tell. But now, in my opinion, she betrays herself and she loses all credibility. Dr. Deborah Brooks tells you and me and us to all stay home as she has a big family holiday. Yeah, it turns out the day after Thanksgiving, as far as I understand, she went and had a big old multi-generational event big old party with a ton of people there and everything else and so it really brings up the question that i have for these people it really makes me wonder um are these people what what drives them do they believe what they're telling us right do they believe what they're telling us so you got really got to ask yourself, does Deborah Brooks believe what she's telling us? 
Or is she just telling us what we, you know, let me try to ask it kind of differently. Does she really believe that if we, you know, social distance and all that kind of stuff would be better off? Or does she just believe that's advice from the deep state that she's got to pedal as a doctor, but she doesn't really believe it at all? And the reason that I ask that question is because she either has one of, as far as I can tell, two views. One would be, you know what, it's a not for me, but yes for the idea. Meaning I'm above, I'm part of the elite, and I don't have to social distance and obey the guidelines given to you great unwashed people. She's kind of an elitist and she thinks that. Or she doesn't believe it. Now some would come to me and say, Sam, it's neither of those. I believe it's that she's just like everybody else, gives that advice, and, well, she's kind of weak, and she kind of didn't really think through it properly, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and so, therefore, it's kind of none of the above that you're saying, Sam. She's not an elitist, and she doesn't care, uh, and she's not uh, where she doesn't believe it at all. She believes it, and she does care, but she's human, and she kind of made an oversight, and she's so sorry, and it won't happen again idea. Well, folks, none of that flies with me. Why doesn't it fly with me? Because I don't accept that she just made a judgment and we should let it go. Okay? And I'll tell you why. It's not just Deborah Brooks or Deborah Burks or whatever her name is. Okay? This has happened to a bunch of mayors, a bunch of governors, a bunch of legislative members, a bunch of doctors, a bunch of people that are in high positions to know. And they've been giving us this solid message for eight, ten, whatever months now. Depends on when you define it actually started. They've been doing this for a long time. It's not like they just went, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I had this um, event planned. And I know we've been telling you not to go, but I, I couldn't back out of it. Or I, what? It's not like they forgot or they didn't realize or they didn't connect the two. Or They've been telling us this and hammering this so long. Home. They've even been talking about arresting people that don't wear masks. They've been talking about literally um, arresting people that have large gatherings in many states and cities. They've literally had the cops go and shut down big parties. Okay, there's no way this is an oversight. That golly, she's just human and she didn't really, you know, think through it properly. And that's a bogus claim. And if that's the case, these are the credibility. These these are the people that we're going to accept their credibility on on weightier matters. She couldn't really remember. Or she didn't really think through it properly, but yet this is the person that's going to give us guidance on whether we live or die stuff. Okay. I don't accept it. So she either is so elite that she thinks it doesn't apply to me. I, I'm an elitist and you're the great unwashed and I'm giving you the deep state message that you better sit down, shut up, stay away from everybody. We're going to ruin your Christmas, but I am in a special class and I can do whatever I want. She's either in that camp or she's in the camp that says this. I don't believe any of this bogus guidance we're giving. I don't dare reject the deep state narrative publicly because it'll be the end of my career and the end of my financial well-being and my credibility will be in crisis. And so I'm not going to go against the mainstream. And I don't believe it's the great unwashed versus me. I just 
well, I'll put that advice out there for public consumption to keep my career and my finances and my reputation intact. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go do what I believe. I don't believe it's a threat or a worry or a problem at all. And that's really where I think she is. I don't think she's in this idea where she's an elitist and she just thinks the great unwashed, they don't matter. I don't think she thinks that. But I do think that she does not believe her own advice. All right, Deborah Brooks tells people to stay home as she has a big old ripping family holiday. I think she just thinks I've got to tell people this. It's my job. My career's on the line. I got to do it. Okay, fine. I'll spew out the rhetoric. But then I'll go home and do what I want, just like I'm expecting everybody else will do. Wow. What a sad tale to tell, isn't it? Where do we go from here with that kind of a mentality, though? Right? When will somebody have the guts to be a whistleblower? When will a Deborah Brooks or Burks or whatever her name is, when will she stand up and say, you know what, I don't believe a word of this garbage. The social distancing doesn't work. The virus can go twice as far as the distancing guidelines, at least, if it's airborne. But we can't even prove that it's airborne. We have anecdotal scientific information to make us believe that, but we don't have any facts on that at all. And furthermore, we don't have any facts that um, wearing masks work. In fact, we have studies right up until recent times that prove the contrary. When is somebody going to whistleblow and stand up? Scott Atlas has been the greatest truth teller on this, and all they do is destroy his credibility. Right? Many people have been willing to speak out about this, but they all get shut down. But a Deborah Brooks or Burks um, or some of these people, because they're so public now, if they were to stand up and be truth tellers, I don't think you could stop their message. All right. Can ivermectin be used to treat COVID-19 coronavirus? The answer is a resounding yes. And very effectively, I might add, we're going to have a guest on here in a few days talking about that very critical issue. How come no one's talking about ivermectin? Huh? Well, we need truth tellers, folks. I'll tell you that right now. And the sooner, the better. But when Deborah Brooks literally tells us all, stay home, and then she has a big old family event, her credibility is shot, folks. What a sad tale to tell. Back in a flash, got some updates on the vote fraud stuff. Hunter Biden and more on your radio. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Countries across the globe shut their borders to Britain on Monday due to fears about a highly infectious new coronavirus strain. Canada has become the latest country to halt flights from the UK following the discovery of the new variant. UK government officials imposed a Tier 4 lockdown in London and southeastern England and tightened restrictions for all of England. 
Two passengers aboard a Delta flight on Monday forced open the cabin door and exited the plane via an emergency slide at New York's LaGuardia Airport. The passengers, an unidentified man and woman, were on flight 462, which was bound for Atlanta when they exited the plane while it was taxiing. The report did not indicate if the couple were arrested. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano on the Big Island erupted Sunday night and shot a steam and ash cloud into the atmosphere that lasted about an hour. It was followed by a 4.4 magnitude earthquake at its epicenter located beneath the volcano. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. President-elect Joe Biden and his wife got the COVID-19 vaccine Monday. There's nothing to worry about. I'm looking forward to the second shot. So is Jill. She's had her shot earlier today. President-elect Joe Biden's comments after he received the COVID-19 vaccine in a televised appearance from a Delaware hospital. President-elect Biden also saying, I'm doing this to demonstrate that people should be prepared when it's available to take the vaccine. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The COVID-19 vaccines teach our bodies to develop immunity without us having to get the illness. Lawmakers on Monday night approved a $2.3 trillion COVID-19 relief bill and sent it to President Trump for his signature. The legislation authorizes $600 stimulus checks for people who earn less than $75,000 per year and an extra $600 payment per child. The bill also contains a weekly unemployment insurance supplement of $300. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. Running everything uh, here by myself, doing the best I can to tell the tale of liberty. There's a lot going on in the news, I'll tell you that right now. I guess Sidney Powell, back at the White House, to pitch executive order to seize voting machines. Now, I think this is one of the most worthy Things that can be done here, folks. I commend Sidney Powell. She's doing a great job. And she's, in my opinion, one of the very few that are actually really trying to get to the bottom of vote fraud. The others talk about it, but they don't file anything that really makes a difference. 
Sidney Powell trying to do a good job. Can President Trump create an executive order to seize voting machines and then investigate those voting machines to see what kind of software is on them and what the details are? I don't know, but it's sure an interesting idea, and at least Sidney Powell, uh, she's the one that kind of talked about, hey, releasing the crack, and at least she's doing her very best to get to the bottom of it. I'll tell you that right now, and I commend her. Matt Staver and many others, in my opinion, doing a great job as well trying to get to the bottom of it. Ted Cruz doing a pretty good job. He kind of says what I'm saying. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, quote, prosecute and jail anyone involved in voter fraud. Wow, what a novel novel concept, Mr. Cruz. I completely agree with you. Listen to this. We are fighting today. We are fighting together to defend the nation we love. And let me tell you what we also need to do. It is time to end voter fraud. It is time to expose voter fraud. It is time to take anyone who was involved in voter fraud and prosecute them and put them in jail. I couldn't agree more. It's time to prosecute them and put them in jail. And that's one of the things that I've been saying is if we start putting people in jail, I will have faith that we can get to the bottom of the vote fraud. But as long as we leave these criminals to run around and continue to commit fraud and continue to cover up their evidence and continue to, okay, I don't think we're going to make progress. So I think that Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, is exactly right on this. What's he talking about? Our democracy matters? Hey, uh, Ted, I know you're an attorney, and I know you swore an oath as a senator, but my friend, we don't have a democracy, okay? I know this, this seems like a, you know, a broken record that I keep bringing this up, but why do all these bureaucrats think we have a democracy? The Constitution matters. Yes, the Constitution does matter, and we have a constitutional republic, my friend. Our Bill of Rights matters. Yeah, you're right about that. America matters, and the state of Georgia Yeah, I pray that he's right. I pray we rise to the truth. I pray we stand up. Sidney Powell, Ted Cruz, others trying to do a good job. I'm grateful for that. Right? I hope that we really can make a difference on that front. I believe we can if enough Americans get involved. But it's going to take us starting to arrest people, folks. You're not going to get it done with the status quo. You're not going to get it done by just hoping somebody else um, carries the ball. So I got an email from somebody that says, hey, should Joe or should Donald Trump continue fighting or should he just give up and concede? I think he absolutely needs to keep fighting. He needs to do his very best to have the truth come out. And I absolutely believe there's vote fraud at the highest levels of our government. I am convinced of that. Okay? But I'm not convinced we can turn it around or do anything about it if the American people are not engaged enough. I'm not convinced. Okay? We cannot expect somebody else to do all the work for us. 
And I'll tell you, in my opinion, the best way, bar none, the best way we can ensure election integrity. It isn't trusting nine thugs in Washington, D.C. in robes. I know Congress has a responsibility and they have a date on January the 6th and I hope they do what's right and challenge the elections. But ladies and gentlemen, Matt Staver and others are now reporting that Dominion lied. He said, for weeks I have been pointing out the Dominion's talking points were a pack of lies. We have been dismantling these lies one by one. And we've been delivering hard evidence all under a tight timeline, says Matt Staver of Liberty Council. Dominion spokespersons originally replied with uh, fake accusations that we were involved in a dirty disinformation campaign about their machines. Now this house of cards has crumbled to the ground, crumbled to the point that even Dominion's own president and CEO had to publicly admit that what we have been saying is right and he was wrong. The CEO admitted that some Dominion voting machines are indeed designed to be on the internet and that certain machines will not even work properly unless they're online. This is a 180-degree turn from what everyone in this company, meaning Dominion, has been saying and blows a gaping hole in the theory that this was a secure election. Now is the moment that legislators cannot just blindly accept what we've been told. I agree. I couldn't say it better if I tried. But, folks, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this. And we're going to have to demand that our legislative bodies do something about this. But that's only one avenue. Okay? There are other avenues we can take to solve this. Did you know that? What is it? I recommend what we do. The best thing we can do is take this local. We don't need to go to Washington, D.C. for our answers. We don't need to rely on nine people that are judges who have betrayed us over and over and over again, right? What we need is to go to our local precincts as individuals and say, you know what? We don't believe that the elections are honest. And on the precinct level, the average precinct has about 800 people in it. And we want to trace every ballot to its origins and confirm it's legitimate and that it was uh, cast for who they claim it was cast for. Uh, and then what we want to do is total up the tally in our precinct. And we, we demand to see the numbers at, the, 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 at the, the county, state, federal level. And we want to make sure that the numbers match what we, our precinct, says they are. What did we turn in? Does it match what our evidence, our, our precinct review shows? Do they match? And was that the number that's used and turned in? And some would say, well, Sam, you can't do that. They can't guarantee the custody of the ballots with mail-in voting and uh, with the machines and everything else. You can't trace it back to its origins. You can't do a recount like that. Then my response is, if you cannot prove that the election is on the up and up, then you have betrayed us. I don't care if it's current election law or current election guidelines that are acceptable. We're not accepting that in our precinct. 
we need to redo the election in our precinct to come back and turn in a different number and challenge the number that was submitted to our state. Our state then certifies it. They have certified a fraudulent number or an accidental number. Don't know, don't care how. We're going to demand that it's on the up and up. And so rather than expect the, the, the rogue thugs, the justices to solve this, rather than pray Congress does the right thing, I submit to you what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is at the precinct level demand accountability. And I know some people would say, Sam, that'll never happen. Well, all I'm telling you is if you're going to prosecute and jail everyone that's involved in voter fraud, as Ted Cruz is saying, um, then you're going to have to do that. Because where do the numbers go wrong? I don't know. Some will say, Sam, it's way above your precinct. Maybe, maybe not. If the election votes were changed at the voting machine itself, that it was at the precinct level, right? Well, no, Sam, somebody snuck in a back door and changed it, but it still happened at the precinct of the voting machine level. So we don't need to go to Congress. Let them do their job on January the 6th. We pray they get it right. But where we really need to go, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, is to the most local government that we have influence over and demand accountability. If they can prove their numbers, great. If they can't, then we need to have an election in our own precinct and resubmit our numbers and challenge the state certifications. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman breaking down the stimulus reality. What an absolute disgrace. A horrible 
dishonest. Shame, to say the least. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. It did pass Congress, sad to say. Now, I know a lot of people are hailing the uh, stimulus package as a gift before Christmas. But in my opinion, it's a dishonest gift. It all goes back to the coronavirus dishonesty. They're creating a pandemic at government headquarters, if you will. Where's that? Is it the United States headquarters? I think not. I think it's a global headquarters is what I think the reality check really is on this thing. It is uh, global pandemic fears, all designed, in my opinion, to, de- to deprive us of our liberty. Let me explain. Uh, you know, you pass a massive stimulus package, and it might be a gift before Christmas for the average American who have been forced out of work. I get it. I understand. And when the government forces people out of work, it's problematic to say the least. But I understand to some degree people would say that it's necessary. And uh, they would blame it on the pandemic and say because of the pandemic, government had to shut everybody down. And because government had to shut everybody down, uh, government needs to make people whole to some degree. There's slight truth in that discussion, but it's really a big lie. And what I mean by that is government did not need to shut everyone down. The pandemic did not shut everyone down, as they want you to believe. Uh, they claim now the pandemic is going to become, what, endemic, which means it's going to last forever and just morph and be with our population, our society, uh, long term. That's kind of the problem that we face is this dishonesty. What I mean by that is, well, will it be with us for a long time? Probably. Is it man-made, meaning the coronavirus, or natural? Uh, You know what? I don't know all those details. Here's what I do know. Governments are using the pandemic to create an economic, satanic jubilee. Eventually, they're going to be forced to forgive debts and or ask for forgiveness for debts. The federal government is not made of money, folks. The federal government does not have really any ability to create money. You say, wait a minute, Sam, can't they use the Federal Reserve and create money? Well, yeah, they can create fake money all day long. They can use a printing press and print money, but that money's not real. It's confidence money. What do I mean by that? I mean it takes confidence in the system. It's not intrinsic value. It's not like it holds its value steady. It's all the confidence you and I have in the money. So they can create fake fiat currency, no doubt, and they've done so to the tune of trillions and trillions and trillions. But eventually the goal is to ratchet up the debt, ratchet up the debt, ratchet up the debt, and then to say, well, we can't handle it. Once people start to lose confidence, the system starts to crumble. Then they come back and say, well, we're going to have to move you out of this system uh, into a global system or into some better system or into, well, you'll need to trade this for your freedom, but it's necessary because of, and they'll go round and round and round the dishonesty track. Uh, And eventually they're going to use this debt to destroy your liberty. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. And so they're using the pandemic as a catalyst to drive this global, satanic, tyrannical uh, jubilee, forgiveness of debt eventually. Now what they're doing is just piling on the debt, ratcheting up eventually the need to forgive. It's just so big we can't do anything about it, they'll eventually say. But what they're doing is giving you a Christmas gift for this stimulus right now. And eventually your children and your grandchildren and your children's children's children will have to pay for this mess. At some point, you'll have to pay. At some point, the United States will be forced 
to face the music will be forced to answer for the debt that continues to ratchet up, all considered a, gris- a Christmas gift, a win, a great compromise. It eventually is going to create the demise of the greatest country on the face of the earth from an economic keeping its promises point of view, ladies and gentlemen. So the stimulus passes, and they say some may receive checks as early as next week. They say lawmakers passed a $900 billion pandemic aid bill that includes about $600 for most Americans. Yeah, 600 bucks for most Americans. It's about half what the previous bailout, previous handout was. And Congress last night overwhelmingly approved the stimulus package. They say it's helping everybody deal with the horrible toll of the pandemic. See how they're doing this? Stephen Mnuchin, or whatever the guy's name is, said, hey, this money is coming. Now listen carefully. This $900 billion package is only part of a $2.3 trillion catch-all project. It's a package that included $1.4 trillion to fund the government through the end of the fiscal year on September the 30th. So not only do they give a big old stimulus to, to the people, but they really give Joe Biden a pass, and he won't have to deal with budgetary issues uh, through September the 30th. They say it also includes the extension of a routine tax provision, a tax deduction for corporate folks. Wow, right? Wow. Uh, some money for the Smithsonian. A ban on surprise medical bills. They're talking about pale grants for formerly incarcerated students. Among hundreds of other measures. They say, don't worry. It's only half the size of the $2.2 trillion that were passed in March that provided the core of the legislative provision. It's still one of the biggest bailouts in American history. And it'll provide $300 a week for 11 weeks for unemployed folks. Um, direct payments to adults and children uh, will be 600 bucks. they say. So, you know, a family of four will get $2,400 into this uh, bailout right before Christmas. The relief is just in time for the holidays, Mnuchin said on NBC. I think this will help us through the recovery. They say, don't worry, though. Joe Biden got vaccine on cameras. And he insisted that this bill, this is Joe Biden, insisted that this bill was only the beginning and that more relief, especially at the state and federal government level, will be coming soon right after his inauguration in January. Lawmakers hustled to pass the bill. Believe it or not, the bill, listen to this, 5,600 pages long. Wow. By the way, they passed it less than 24 hours after the 5,600-page behemoth bill was completed and before virtually anyone had read it. Did you hear me? At one point, it was so hard to put online, it's so big. It only, beca- it only became available a couple of hours before the bill in both chambers was approved. In the Senate, the bill passed 92 to 6 with Senators Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, Ted Cruz of Texas, 
Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Mike Lee of Utah, Rand Paul of Kentucky, and Rick Scott of Florida, all Republicans voted no. Now they say it heads to President Trump's desk for his signature. Anyway, they say passage was not in doubt. They say that the package delivered at the last minute before Christmas was shamely overdue. Anyway, the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is this is an absolute disaster. In fact, it it really kicks off the climate change agenda for Joe Biden as well. There's a bunch of money, billions and billions and billions of dollars in there to reverse a lot of President Trump's back off on climate change regulations and control. So what a sad tale to tell in America. 5,600-page bill, two-point-whatever-trillion dollars, handouts to literally everybody and everything. But don't worry, it's only half as big as when they did it before. The national debt is going to be well over $28 trillion. That's not even counting the unfunded liabilities involved here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a sad day for sure. Now you could say, well, Sam, you're going to take the stimulus, aren't you? Yeah, they're going to automatically put it in my bank account. Well, Sam, you could return it. No, I can't. Then what happens if they mess with me on taxes and say, oh, well, you know, you got this. Whether you returned it or not, I could be in the biggest fight of my life and owe a bunch of money. Because are they really going to leave you with this money or are they going to eventually play games with the tax repercussions of this thing? I don't know what they're going to do. But I know this. Everybody went as big as possible on this thing, Republicans and Democrats alike. You know what? In the end, congressional leaders agreed to punt the policy issues along the way, and they basically found consensus. But what they really did was sell the American people south, ladies and gentlemen. What a sad tale to tell. How disappointing this really is. And you could say, well, it's a blessing, Sam. We really need it right now. And my response is, you know what? It won't be a blessing to your children and grandchildren. Eventually, somebody will pay the piper. The only question left is, which generation will you dump it on? I think that there are better ways to reduce costs, reduce the scope and size of government, and I think that's what we should be looking at. I think there are ways to make a living in the pandemic, uh, and government shouldn't use the pandemic to create a global, tyrannical jubilee. They eventually will use this debt burden over our heads to betray us, to dismantle the greatest country on the face of the earth. People can say I'm crazy. People can say I'm delusionary. People can say that I'm overstating the issue. People can say that I'm overly negative. But I submit to you that we, the American people, will look back on this pandemic, this coronavirus in history, and say, wow, did we sure give up a lot of liberty in the name of security? Wow, in an effort to stay alive, did we sure sell our liberties downriver, and it's a sad day. We will look back in history on this and think, wow, what was this, a one-point-two-point-something trillion stimulus bill? Uh, then the other one was bigger than that. I mean, what? I mean, a third of the national debt in literally in one year committed to between these two, the one in March and the one now. You figure it all out. It's about a third of the national debt total committed to in literally one year supposedly on President Trump's watch and supposedly on a Republican-controlled Senate watch, not to mention Republican-controlled courts. The only body 
the Democrats controlled was the House. So if you believe this is a Republicans are the good guys, that they're the ones on limited spending idea, and the Democrats are just crazy, you're wrong. Almost every time a big, massive abuse to our liberty happens, it happens on Republican watch, ladies and gentlemen. And this is no exception. What a sad tale to tell when the swamp sells us down the river to this point. It is discouraging. But have no fear. God's in charge. He does love us. He will care for us. But folks, we have got to get a handle on this. We cannot allow our debt to rise in such grand fashion without a debt ceiling. Just imagine what it's going to look like over the next four to five years. And in the next five to 10 to 15 years, just imagine how much interest will be added to this never-ending debt ceiling. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Two hours in the can of hard-hitting talk. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? LibertyRoundtable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. God save the Republic of the United States of America. We declare this nation shall endure.